How do you feel about waking up at 7.30 in the morning for these things on your vacation? Debatable. As long as I get to see you, I'm fine. And Angelique. Yeah. And my boy over here, Isaiah. And with that, welcome to the Lockdown Wolverines podcast. Uh, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. I have to thank Shea Patterson for the shout-out this morning. That was Shea Patterson, Michigan Wolverines quarterback, who will be returning next year uh, after getting his turn in the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl on Saturday. Uh, so, uh, yeah, was, uh, that was kind of a cool thing. It happened pretty early this morning. We met with... Uh, with uh, both Don Brown, Pep Hamilton, we met with some offensive and defensive players, and uh, it was been an action-packed morning. That was all before we went and got to catch a couple minutes of practice today, and uh, that's why we're a little bit late today. Because normally I record this either at night or I record it in the uh, early morning, and it's been go go go. Because we went to the College Football Hall of Fame yesterday with the team, uh, got back pretty late. Uh, once uh, once head hit the hay, had to turn right around and get back into it this morning uh, because we had uh, 8 a.m. press conferences and went right from there to Michigan practice. So I am your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, the aforementioned uh, person who got shouted out with John U. Bacon and Angelique by Shea Patterson. Uh, just thought that was a fun way to open, uh, at least for me. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, Action Pack Show today, we're going to listen to a ton of audio. Apologies if some of it is a little bit muddled. I did my best to kind of fix it and make it sound as good as I possibly could. Uh, but we're going we're gonna to hear from uh, we're gonna hear from some of those uh, players and those coaches. We're going to start out talking to, uh, to Pep Hamilton. Uh, he, I asked him about uh, what you can expect from the Michigan offense with Shea returning and how he how he's looked from back when he first arrived in Ann Arbor to how he looks now and kind of what you can expect from the future. Uh, we talked to Zach Gentry as well, who's still making a decision about uh, his future. Uh, this not included in the audio, and I actually was not present for this part, but he had said that uh, he got a really good favorable grade from the NFL, and he's got a decision to make. Uh, Shea Patterson is actively trying to recruit him to stay at Michigan uh, so that's uh, but what I asked him about was about the state of the offense uh, is something I also asked Sean McCune about earlier in the week uh, because there's this misconception that the offense is very predictable and that it is very boring. And some people might say it's just not aggressive enough, which maybe that's fair. But uh, I asked uh, Gentry kind of about what he thinks about it because he's got a unique perspective having been a tight end the last couple of years after reporting to Michigan and playing quarterback for Jim Harbaugh and initially Jed Fish. Obviously, he's been a tight end under Pep Hamilton, but he has a pretty good view as to what this Michigan offense actually is. And then we're going to segue into uh, a lot of Don Brown. Uh, Don Brown talking about the Ohio State game. And so we're going to get into what he had to say. You're going to hear everything he had to say about the Ohio State game. It's the first time we've gotten to meet with him since November 24th, actually going into that game. So uh, we met with him the week before the Indiana game last. So it's been a while. And uh, also uh, we talk about some of these emerging players. I've talked to a lot of people about some of these guys who, uh, whether it be sources or players that we've uh, talked to over the course of the last few days, talked to a few at practice after practice yesterday, 
Uh, talked to some on Monday. Uh, we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast uh, the other day with Brandon Justice. Justice, unfortunately, cannot join me today. But uh, we, uh, we talked a little bit about what uh, some of these guys and Don Brown had some words to say about the next crop of Michigan defensive players. And so you're going to hear a little bit what, about what he had to say there. But let's start out with uh, the Pep Hamilton of it all. Uh, like I said, I asked him about uh, Shea Patterson and how much he's grown as a player. Uh, what the offense looks like now, how much of a mastery of the playbook he has, how open it is currently, how open it will be going forward. And uh, here's what he had to say. Compared to kind of when you inherited him last January, what's your, how much has your confidence grown in his ability, especially now that you look towards having him another year? Like yeah. How much the playbook can be kind of <clears throat> that much more open? Right. I think, um, you know, it, is, it goes without saying that you know, all players have to earn field credibility, field credibility with the coaches and their teammates, uh, and um, and he has it. You know, uh, I mentioned it to, to these guys before before you walked over, Isaiah, that uh, from our first game to now, you know, just the, the identity of our offense, I think, is defined itself. You know, I think we know who we are and we know what our strengths are, and and uh, but it starts with Shea. It starts with uh, his ability to. Uh, to manage our offense, all right? And when I say that, it's not that we're trying to uh, uh, contain him or, or or minimize his ability to go out and be a playmaker, but uh, for our quarterbacks, we ask that they uh, manage the run game, that you know, we have plays, we have an advantage-based offensive system where um, you know we, we only want to run certain run plays versus certain looks, and so that's part of his job description to be able to get us into the right uh, run call. and. Uh, and then, uh, you know, with pass protections, uh, that's, that's uh, it's really important that he's on the same page with Cesar Ruiz and, and uh, that he get himself protected. That's what I mean when I say manage our offense. Uh, but then the playmaking piece, I mean, that's something that's innate within him. That's a skill. That's a, uh, uh, an instinct that he has that makes him a special player. And, um, and we're, we're excited to see, um, see him bring that all the above to the table into the field on Saturday afternoon. All right, so really cool, insightful stuff from Pep, I thought. Uh, think that you, you get kind of a better idea, at least, of what the coaching staff thinks of him. Pep went on to answer a question about, you know, how do you preach patience to Dylan McCaffrey and Joe Milton? He said, you can't because they're, they want to play, they're ready to play, etc. Now, I do want to calm the fears that many people have about Joe Milton particularly moving on. Uh, as far as my sources have told, told me, that's not even in the cards, right? So I know a lot of people are always in my mentions anytime I post anything about him, like, I hope we can keep him. I mean, that's the state of college football. I know that guys that don't get to play get to move, you know, try to move on, go somewhere else. I don't think that's going to be the case with Joe Milton. He knows that his time is coming. Same thing with Dylan McCaffrey, and obviously he's coming back from injury. Uh, we saw him at practice today in a red jersey. Uh, the other quarterbacks wear maize. He was not in pads, but he was out there making throws. So that was really cool to see. Um, so aside from that, there is the misconception that Michigan's offense is really bland, that it's really boring, that it's really predictable, and you know it's just run up the middle, run up the middle, pass. And you know, to some degree, that's true, but it's not necessarily predictability is not the right word, right? Like you might be able to look at it and say, "What well, they're running again?" Okay, but you know they had a back in Karan Higdon that could run the ball. Uh, so they did, and it worked for most games. 
So with that said, it, it's a lot more complicated, especially with the schemes and the different players that are running things and what they're asking players to do. It's the same kind of idea as the people who kind of slam Rashawn Gary because he didn't have a lot of sacks, right? Uh, he wasn't asked to. He was asked to seal that edge. And uh, Zach Gentry kind of touched on all of that. I asked him about uh, the fan perception of the offense, and here's what he had to say. You have a pretty unique view in the offense. There's somewhat of a misconception, especially after the Ohio State game. And it's like, you know, people say it's predictable. Fans say it's predictable or that, you know, it doesn't have enough variety. Why is that kind of a misguided? Oh, man. I mean, uh, you know, I have to bite my tongue a little bit on this one because, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things that the fans say are, are pretty inaccurate about individual players and systems. But um, I mean, it, it, it's so much more technical than really anybody can even understand. I mean, it's not just you know go out there and let's throw ten hail marys and then let's run an inside run. You know, what I mean, it's just like you know, there's a there's a rhyme and a reason. You know, we wouldn't be our offensive coordinator wouldn't be calling the plays if you know there wasn't a plan. Um, you know, they're professionals, and so, I mean, it's, um, you know, there's a plan, you know, I think that, uh, and all, you know, all of our all of our players know that, we back it, and so, um, yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, I uh, just, I think those are kernels of truth, right, and, I, you know, it might sound like I'm carrying water for the coaching staff and everything, but I'm aware that things aren't necessarily what they look like. Now, do I think they had a good, did I think they have a good, I can't even say it. Did I think they had a good game plan against Ohio State? No, I did not. Uh, I thought for a while it looked like it was going to work, and then when it didn't work, it didn't. And unfortunately, when you kind of get down the road, it's not a lot you can do. I mean, they still put up 39 points against Ohio State. Yeah, a lot of it came kind of late and everything, but the offense was not the issue. Some people will say, well, the offense was the issue because they couldn't put up points in a timely fashion, and you know it was late, Ohio State had run away with it. And I, I do think it was kind of odd coming out of that second half, for instance, or coming into the second half, that they went back to ball control. But I don't think it was necessarily a bad play, in, especially given that Michigan's defense is accustomed to getting stops. And they weren't able to in that game. So to that note, we're going to hear about why they weren't able to. What happened? Don Brown finally gets to meet with him. And uh, we're going to get into all of that. You're going to hear it directly from what Don Brown had to say. But first, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. If you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win, well, guess what? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month will get you ESPN, Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and much, much more. Stream to your big screen and to all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, only better. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get your seven-day free trial. Locked On Wolverines listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. All right, so we got a chance to talk to Don Brown, and I want to dispel one dumb myth, and it kind of seemed like it was perpetuated by a lot of Ohio State people in the media for Ohio State, no less that Jim Harbaugh and Don Brown were hiding after uh, after the game. And that's not the case. Now, it was a little odd that we did not get Jim Harbaugh on early signing day. That part 
is I don't think it had anything to do with the Ohio State game. Uh, usually we get him on some kind of signing day. I'm sure we'll get him in February. At least I hope so. But uh, he went on the Inside Michigan radio show uh, instead of meeting with us. When I think last year he did both. But uh, Don Brown, we don't normally just get the coordinators, right? We get the coordinators on Wednesdays during the season, and then we don't get them again once the season culminates, the regular season. We don't get them again until today. So for all the people who are in my mentions, who are on Facebook, sitting there saying Don Brown is hiding, that is unequivocally not the case. This is how things have always gone in the Michigan media. He was not hiding. He was made available to us the first moment that we got coaches. Nope, we have not had any other coaches until today when we got both Pep Hamilton and Don Brown in their scheduled meetings for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. But he took full accountability for how things went against Ohio State. Mentioned a couple plays that really hurt Michigan. Really kind of got into it. Uh, Another misconception before we play this audio because I tweeted out I asked him the question I'm like you know you said Penn State you thought about that game every single morning when you woke up first thing is the Ohio State game going to have that gravitas and his answer got a lot of consternation from people out there who say and including some notable former players who have been saying like hey they needed to have this mentality already if they would have had this mentality already, they would have beaten Ohio State. Maybe, but that's not what that's not what I was asking, and that's not what he was saying, that he wasn't thinking about, about Ohio State until this point. All he was saying is that his focus is not on that yet, at this moment, because it can't be. You'll hear what he has to say right now. Was it a terrible week, like practice, or just the game, just the day itself? Well, you know, if you remember, there's a ch- sequence of events that occurred in that third quarter. That um, that were difficult, you know. Those are the types of things, you know. When you're in the midst of a 10-game win streak, none of those things happen. So, you know, tough deal. Man up, move on. Was it ever head scratching to you what was going on? I mean, in that moment, are you? What are you thinking? Like, I, because Ty- Tyree had said. You made adjustments, and then they did something else, and then, you know, sort of catching up constantly. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, the thing that's difficult is, you know, when things go your way for such a long period of time, and let's face it, I mean, we had 10 weeks of things kind of went our way, you know? So when you're, when you're challenged, and, and, and maybe I shouldn't say 10 weeks because obviously we would – we were tested at Northwestern, but um, outside of uh, outside of that, you know, we kind of what we, what we prepared for is kind of what we got, and you know, and uh, you know, like I don't agree with you know in total some of his comments. I mean, there's some day one mistakes that were made in that game that I'm still puzzled by head scratchers but um you know you know you got to be accountable for it and it, it, you know the buck stops with me you know so take full responsibility for it and 
and uh, move on, prepare, and get ready for the next football game. You let it, you, you know, you sit there and, you know, plus at the same time, you know, I don't live in the world of negativity. You know, you guys can. That's up to you. But I'm not going to live in the world of negativity. I got to move a, I got to move a defensive group forward that's, you know, despite it all, you know, was, uh, in my opinion, had a hell of a year. So, uh, disappointing, you know, the one game scenario. I'm not discounting that at all, but you got to move forward. How much of Waterfowl State did surprise, surprise you? And nothing surprises me. I mean, you know, uh, I thought I thought Haskins was uh, as good as advertised. I thought he was really good that day. Um, you know, uh, Paris Campbell. I thought you know he did not play very well against us the year before. I thought he played his probably his best game. You know, he was certainly a challenge for us. Um, you know, and then a couple of easy ones. I mean, we blow the jet sweep. Uh, we blow the the uh, eagle coverage post down the pipe. Um, you know, those are the type. Those are the things that kind of you know leave a bad taste in your mouth. But like I said, you know, correct. You know, and move on. As hard as it was, how have you seen the response from your guys in the practice of sense of these moments? Well, uh, you know, again, you know, when you when when things kind of go your way for a long stretch of time, and you can look at it. I mean, it really did. Uh, you know, I, I I think obviously, you know, that that game's not looked upon lightly. It's not like oh, it's okay, let's move on. So I, I think everybody feels it, but you know, we we we've worked our way back to. I was really happy with the way we practiced it, especially when we hit here the for the first couple of days. You know, I, I kind of was curious how we'd respond when we got here, and uh, you know, our response has been really good. After the, you know, right before the Penn State game, you said that you spent the entire year waking up. The you know, thinking of that game, does this Ohio State game have any kind of similar type of gravitas for you? Yeah, starting next week. You know, I got a game to play. I can't be worrying about Ohio State right now. I got to worry about Florida. If we don't take care of Florida, we're not going to win. So, you know, you you, you got to take care of what's in front of you. Then, you know, uh, we'll shift gears for sure. And he absolutely has a point. What good does it do for him right now to focus on Ohio State? None. If he focuses on Ohio State right now, it doesn't help them beat Florida. They don't play Ohio State for almost another year. Now, going into next season, yes, they should pay way more attention to Ohio State than they had. Clearly. Because doing things the way that that's worked so far in Ann Arbor, it hasn't worked against Ohio State. But there's no point and no reason for him to wake up in the morning right now, pull up Ohio State tape, and say, what is Dwayne Haskins doing? Because guess what? He's probably not going to be on the team 
it's going to be a completely different looking Ohio State team in a way because it is Ryan Day's show. Maybe it won't look different on the field, but it will be a different team. Different players, different coaches, different everything. So it does no good for Don Brown to go into that game, this game coming up on Saturday, two days from now, with a focus on Ohio State. I just bring that up because there are people that are, for whatever reason, upset that that was his answer today. Should have he, should they have had a bigger focus on Ohio State before? Yeah, probably. But it's in the past. You can't go back and change it. It is what it is. You got to move forward. Is your company looking for a new way to reach customers? Well, your company could be mentioned right now. Podcast listeners are 60% more likely to interact with sponsors they hear on their podcast. Our demographic of 98% male and a lawyer lady, they have more education and earns more. They both earn more than traditional media audiences. Have your company sponsor this podcast. Email me at LockdownWolverines at gmail.com. Up next, we are going to talk about some of the up-and-coming players that we hope to maybe see on Saturday. All right, so Saturday, we're, we're pretty close. Michigan's final game against Florida. Uh, we'll see what, what that entire situation ends up being. But, uh, yeah, we, if you've been following along with Wolverine's Wire in this podcast, I've had uh, mentioned several guys who have been standing out. Uh, first, I spoke with a bunch of different sources across, uh, you know, everyone that I, uh, that I can really trust on to give me some info. And they mentioned a couple names. Uh, on the defensive side, which is what we're going to focus on right now, notably Vincent Gray, the cornerback, three-star out of Rochester Adams, got a late offer last year and committed very quickly, became a late addition for the Wolverines. Donovan Jeter, interior defensive tackle, guy that people were really excited about, flipped from Notre Dame to Michigan, but got injured in the summer months during fall camp last year. And only came in in spot duty. And a guy that I've been really, really excited about since I saw him play for Lawrence Central in Indianapolis, and that's Cam McGrone. Don Brown mentioned all three of those guys and more, including a couple names that might excite you if you're a Michigan fan. Take a listen. Who are some of the young guys? Some of the freshmen that you haven't seen as much this year? Um... I think Cam McGrone doing a good job. Jordan Anthony is certainly uh, viable. You know, he'll be, a, you know, he's, 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 he's really put himself in a good situation. Um, you know, those two guys in particular uh, on the back end, this fencing gray is really <coughs> impressive. You know, obviously, Ambry Thomas kind of gets sometimes left out there. You know, I think he's playing really, really well. You know, so I have no fear about, you know, what his ceiling is, or, you know, how good a player he is, or uh, all those things. So um, uh, I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, Sammy Foster's gotten a little bit of run, but Jamaric Woods is really, this bowl period, been really good for him. Brad Hawkins, 
really good for him. So, you know, with Metellus, Jamar, Hawkins, you know, with our rec incoming recruits, you know, feel really good about the back end. Um, feel really good about, you know, what we were able to do with linebacker and really got everybody back, uh, with the exception of Furbush. Um, so that's a positive. You know, uh, got a couple holes that we got to, you know, plug in the defensive line, which, you know, is an ongoing process. So, but we feel good about what we're able to do in the early signing week. How much of that interior is going to have to be? You're going to have to rely on some freshmen for that, you think, in terms of depth? What you got coming back? Or do you like some of the guys behind Carlo and Mike up front? Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I think this Jeter is going to be really good. He's another guy, in my opinion, my opinion that has, um, you know, this whole practice period has been a benefit for him. You know, he now knows the defense. Uh, you know, he uh, has a good handle on what we're trying to get done, and he's strong as an ox. So, moving him's an issue. My apologies, the audio there is not phenomenal, but uh, hopefully you were able to catch all of that. Uh, those are guys I'm expecting to see have big games, and that's not even mentioning guys like Josh Ross, who I think is going to have a monster game. Uh, from who I've talked to, it's... Uh, some people are kind of, you know, closer to the program are kind of like, you will be surprised at how little drop-off there is from Devin Bush to Josh Ross. Now we have to see it in the game, but we don't have to wait very long before that happens. And obviously he's had a lot of time on task. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see all these guys. And that's not even to mention on the offensive side of the ball, Christian Turner is the guy that gets so much mention. Um, and he's a guy running third. Uh, in the and the uh, rotation, but I was told, as I think I mentioned in the other uh, the other day, I was told that he's a guy that I was told very well could go off in the bowl game. So I'm very excited to see it. We have but one more show coming up for, before the bowl game. Uh, hopefully, we have more uh, more fun stuff like this. But. For now, for the Lockdown Wolverines podcast, I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole. You can find me online at Isaiah Hole. Follow the podcast at On Wolverines or Wolverines Wire at Wolverines Wire. If you'd like to be a feature sponsor on the show, please email me at LockedOnWolverines at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, or online at WolverinesWire.com, where we post our daily podcast every single day to go along with the rest of your Michigan football coverage. This was Lockdown Wolverines, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.